word with you? Sailor Mars, can't you see I'm busy here? We're supposed to fight as one, remember? I am one! Oh. Leadership's gone to your head, prima donna. Oh. Maybe we should settle all of this after we take care of the burglar. No way! This has been going on too long! This is mutiny! You can't do this to me! Looks like we just did. We're sick of following a dingbat! Dingbat? Oh, a hothead who burns off people's feet is better than a dingbat. Oh, Moon Podcast Escalation! Jordan D. White. And my name is Chris Sims, and this is Sailor Business. It's the podcast where we sit down with a friend each and every week and watch an episode of the classic 1992 Sailor Moon anime and talk about why it is that we like it so much. And we have a great one this week. It's, and I know I say this a lot, it's one of my favorite episodes. Is it really? I love this episode. I really do. Huh. And we are delighted to be joined by a friend of mine, uh, an incredibly talented artist. Aaron Gladstone is here to talk about Sailor Moon with us. Aaron, welcome to the show. Hey! Now, Aaron, this is kind of a recurring theme with the guests that we've had on the show, but I feel like you and I, I feel like we were friends. And then I feel like we really became friends when you drew Pikachu just dressed as Sailor Jupiter for me. <laughs> well... It was a good intersection of um, of interests. It was very important. You uh, actually just did a really amazing uh, comic for uh, the Nintendo Zine. Yeah, Zine Tendo. Zine Tendo. I could not. Yeah. I, I was like Nintendo Zine. Was you got it? the work parts. Yeah, it's a it's a Zine about Nintendo, uh, where you talked about Pokemon. So that kind of covers that segment of it, which everyone should go and check out at uh, eglads.tumblr.com. But. Uh, other than that, what is your history with Sailor Moon? Oh, well, it's probably one of the things that got me interested in drawing. Um, I think I first saw it, like, at somebody's house at a sleepover where I woke up too early and I caught, like, <laughs> the syndicated versions they would have at, like, six in the morning or so. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea what it is. And I didn't see it again until it was on Cartoon Network. And then I got really excited about it. You are, you're a little bit younger than me. Did you have the experience of having a group of friends who are all into Sailor Moon and you each picked a scout? Yes. Except there were only two of us. <laughs> oh, so, so wait, did you just, were you like, well, I guess, I guess I'm Moon and you're Mercury. Or did you like divide them up? Like, okay, I'll be Venus and Jupiter. Well, it's a pet. Like we had our favorites. Like I was definitely Sailor Moon, and she was really interested in Sailor Venus. But if we were like you know playing out in her backyard and like pretending to be the characters, which we did a whole lot, then you could be you know you were a lot of people. But all I remember the important part was that I was Sailor Moon. That is unsurprising. <laughs> so what was it about Sailor Moon that that made you a fan? Well, I mean, I don't know. I'd watched a lot of shows. Obviously, I loved cartoons growing up, but. There's just something about all the magical girl parts of it and just me and, you know, the, the Deke dub made it really sassy, too. So I probably loved that, <laughs> even though I 
can't I haven't been able to go back and watch that one. So I just remember it being very um, 90s in the best way. Oh, it's so great. We have talked so much about the slang that they use, which is slang no one outside this show has ever used. No, yeah. And I remember, of course, because I was really like about the time that happened, I was probably like 11 or so. So I would use a lot of that slang because I thought it must be cool. Did you call people dweezels? (laughs) Um, Not dweezels, but I'm sure I did a lot of the other ones and just, uh, it was, uh, I haven't watched it again since like, Probably since I was in high school, the original Deke Dub. So, but I'm sure I used a lot of that phrasing. The Deke Dub is so charming. It really is. And it's so ridiculous. And also the subtle Canadian accents on almost everyone are amazing and ridiculous. I, I, I do really love it. Even though I'm finding out that the original versions are usually better written. <laughs> well, I mean, you say subtle Canadian accents, but there is a, there is a line in this one where Artemis... <laughs> goes full on what's that a boat you watch the deke well here's the thing the episode that we're going to be watching this week is episode 43 which is called usagi abandoned the falling out of the sailor guardians and like i said it's my favorite and i am not the only one who counts this as a favorite because this episode's uh deke adaptation uh which is called jordan i'm sure i'm sure do you do you want to say it because i know what it is fractious friends this episode was used as the basis of a really amazing project uh, from a couple years ago called Moon Animate Makeup that I think we've talked about on the show before. Yeah, briefly, briefly. And what it was was it was a essentially a crowdsourced animation project where 250 animators basically chopped up the episode, the Deke version, the American dub, and then they each animated, I would say, between three and five seconds of, <laughs> of the show. It's it's whatever you get when you take 23 minutes of Sailor Moon and divide it up into 250 pieces. And that's amazing. They use the audio. They set it to the audio from the Deke version. So this is one of the few episodes that you can actually just go and watch or at least listen to and get the full Deke audio because it's a it's a parody. It is it is on YouTube as far as I know, completely legally. Yeah, that's a, I mean, that's questionable, the parody thing, but I, I don't think it's in anybody's best interest. There's no, it certainly doesn't replace the real episode, by which I mean the, the, the one that's up on, on Hulu. So I think nobody would go after it. It, it, it. It's not getting in the way of anyone making money. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's, really, it's really great. And I know there have been similar projects for stuff like uh, Star Wars, uh, Bart Kira, comes to mind yeah, which is kind sure. of the thing that's going on now which is redoing akira with simpsons characters but i can highly recommend going in and watching that because it's such a weird thing because everybody is drawing each you know every four to five seconds there's a change in style meanwhile the audio is the only thing unifying it and you get people that are just drawing their version of the scene you get people that are trying to recreate the original anime look and then you get people that are just doing really weird stuff with it uh there's a scene where uh, it's one of the scenes where the scouts are kind of hiding in the bushes watching uh usagi or or, excuse me serena and malachite and uh ninjan or whatever and it's done in bob's burger style which is really fun (laughs) i would say definitely watch that and again the dialogue in this episode in the american version is amazing i love it like i love the american version of this episode well yeah we'll talk about it a lot i'm sure <laughs> when we get into the actual episode i guess i guess we will eventually get into talking about this episode but i did want to point that out because we always say that you can watch along with us on hulu 
this one you can also watch the American version. Now, Aaron, have you have you watched uh, Moon Animate Makeup? I haven't. I remember seeing a couple of parts of it, but never the whole thing. So I guess that's what I have to do right after this then. <laughs> oh, I would, I would highly recommend it. Now, uh, we have a traditional question that we ask all of our guests before we get into the show. Ooh, which one? Mm-hmm. Aaron Gladstone. Yes. Who is your favorite scout? Okay, so when I was really young, it used to be Sailor Moon. Oh, no. And I still love her a whole lot. But then I got older and I realized I'm probably Sailor Mars. So. (laughs) She's she's so angry all the time, but she's not really angry. She's just, oh, it's beautiful. I love it. (laughs) Oh, no. She's really angry in this episode, too. Mm. Well, again, it's so weird. The differences between the Japanese and American version in this episode are so weird. Yeah. That's that. I was really excited when I saw that this was the one because this is one of the um, episodes I remember watching as the at the sub as the sub version much later on and just being floored by how different it was because I never remembered this episode much like the dubbed version but watching it in the sub it was just so much better and like just the emotional parts of it I was like oh this is so much better <laughs> and I haven't been able to watch the original dub since then so. Well, uh, before we before we get on, there's one more thing that I need to take care of real quick. And this is this is way overdue, but I, I will explain. Uh, I got a present from a sailor business listener for Usagi's birthday. What? Oh, wow. I, yeah, <laughs> yes. you never told me this. Well, I didn't know it until this week. Cheng Li, who is a listener, uh, bought me an album off my Amazon wish list. And I was clearing out some old emails and accidentally deleted the email. <gasps> so it was only when I went and I was adding stuff to my wish list, because I got a birthday coming up, that I saw some something was listed as purchased that I had not bought myself. <laughs> so I checked it out. And I had to get I had to talk to like four people at Amazon to get them to resend the email. And Cheng Li bought me the album by King Tough, which I'm very excited to listen to because I really enjoyed hearing them live on WFMU. Uh, because the album art looks like Queen Barrel. It's like <laughs> evil eyes and hands and a crystal ball. So I was wondering where the Sailor Moon, Moon appropriate gift. I uh, well, the, the note that was attached said that I would have gotten a book, but a book is not an appropriate gift for Sailor Moon's birthday, which I wholeheartedly agree with. <laughs> now I feel super left out. It's okay. I'm just kidding. I'll get you something. Oh. I'll get you something. I have some highlighters <laughs> if you want them. I actually gum. have an update. You want some gum? Oh, uh, sure. Uh, as long as I can chew it during the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that'll be great. Everybody put your headphones in. I, uh, I have an update as well. I have begun watching Steven Universe. Oh. I've only watched five episodes, but it's great. I really like it a lot. It, those, uh, long-term listeners will remember that people have recommended to me that I should watch it. And yeah, it's terrific. Uh, and Chris, uh, I'll tell you, I definitely like Steven right off the bat. Okay, now, Aaron, uh, you, I don't think, heard the episode where we talked about this. Uh, but I, I mean, I really love Steven Universe, obviously, because I am a right-thinking individual. <laughs> uh, but I t- it took me a while to actually warm up to Steven himself i have only watched about four episodes of steven universe and i didn't care for it at first Uh i've since seen some of the later episodes and i definitely want to actually watch it now but the first couple episodes are just i don't know i'm not really interesting i felt the exact same way i hear uh, it's pop that's a popular thing so that's why i I at some point know that i do want to go back and watch it because i hear yeah it gets better so one thing i'll say is you guys told me what it was about before I watched it. And I think that helped because 
they don't explain anything. <laughs> they things the the backstory seems to be slowly and delicately revealed, I guess. But I already knew oh, like, yeah. the general concept of it when you guys told. Me. So I was That's... like, oh, okay, I get it. To me, the episode that clinched it was the the third one, which is about the cheeseburger backpack. I loved it. See, that's the thing about Steven Universe that I think is is really great is that the later episodes make the earlier episodes better. Like oh, it is clearly great. a show where they went in with a plan. There's a lot of complicated stuff <laughs> that is kind of dealt out over time, and then like in the last ten or twelve episodes, things just ramp up exponentially. Steven Universe is great. Is it over? It. So, or you mean the most recent? No, no, no. In the most recent okay, 10, okay. 12 yeah, episodes, like, it, it's very much going strong. Um, and T Pain wants to do a voice. Oh, nice. The the moment T Pain is apparently a big fan. My favorite moment in the third episode about the cheeseburger backpack was <laughs> when they go, they get to the tower, and he's you know being Steven, he's being a doofus, and and they say to him. This is really serious. You have to take this seriously. And he goes, you got it, dude. And does a thumbs up and sticks his tongue out. <laughs> and that made me laugh for like five minutes. And it's kind of still making me laugh. So that's good. Yeah, there's there's a lot of really good stuff in there. Now, so you've seen Cheeseburger Backpack. Uh-huh. Uh, Together Breakfast. That's a good one. The the one where he, where they have his father and they go into the storage to find the cannon. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a good one, too. Uh, where they kept saying, if every pork chop was... Perfect. That we wouldn't have hot dogs. Yeah. Listen, you don't know it yet. Greg Universe is about to be your favorite character. <laughs> He's he was already terrific. I mean, and the the little they played part of his album. It was awesome. The next time they go into that garage, you are going to cry. Oh, I will no. guarantee it. Okay, I, can't I will wait. guarantee it. Uh, okay. So anyway, yeah, let's, let's do Sailor Moon. Moon. Yeah, I guess we should. <laughs> we'll do we'll do that podcast after this one's over in, in a couple hundred episodes. Yeah, in, in several years. <laughs> so I will say this is. The last Monster of the Week episode of Sailor Moon. I mean, look, we're going to get some more Monster of the Week episodes than Sailor Moon are. Oh, because you're counting them as different shows. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, of the first season, because yes. we are... <laughs> yeah, we're almost done. Four, counting this one, four episodes away from the end of the season, which means we are two guests away from the end of the season. So, Aaron, you are our penultimate guest of Sailor Moon Season 1. That is the most exciting thing I've heard all week. <laughs> <laughs> and And this is... This is a big turning point because after this episode, it's all just Moon Kingdom shit all the time. <laughs> I bet you can't wait. All right, so let's see uh, about Usagi getting abandoned, shall we? Chris? Yes, uh, Usagi abandoned, the how, falling out of the Sailor Guardians. How much time you need to set us up? Can I have like five seconds? Yeah, I can do five seconds. Can I get five seconds just to, just to real quick get everybody caught up? I'll like, count, like I'll count it down. Seconds. Okay, go ahead. All right, you ready? Yes. All right. So our heroine is Usagi Tsukino. She is 14 years old. She's a cancer. Her blood type is O, and she is secretly you're done. Sailor Moon. That's good. I think you're good. You got it. That's. I need more time. That <laughs> was only like two seconds. That was that's actually... all the opening you get in most episodes. That's enough. That's enough. <laughs> Listen, okay, look. You actually didn't get to the word Sailor Moon, which is my favorite part. She's actually, and it's like done. Cut. <laughs> I feel like I feel like if people are joining in at this point, just go back. <laughs> Just go to episode one. Juliet's great. <laughs> Actually, Juliet's on episode two. We are on episode one. Yeah, yeah, we're by ourselves. Go back right. to episode one. We're great. Catch up. Agreed. And listen to every episode. It's only, look, it's only like 40 some hours of stuff. It's fine. It's it's probably more like 60 hours. It's probably like you could take a week off of work and <laughs> just have your full-time job be sailor business. Yeah, yeah, I think so. 
okay. But we, so you already know Sailor Moon. You already know all the scouts. You already know where we are. You know Tuxedo Mask is yeah. a bad. You Tuxedo, know that they're Tuxedo a Mask team. is a bad guy. You know that they have each other's backs. They're oh, yeah. a team. Friendship. They have the power of friendship. So then, tell me why Jordan D. White <gasps> and Aaron Gladstone. Tell me why we open on uh, sailors Mercury, Venus, Jupiter, and Mars chasing Sailor Moon through a moonlit field, telling her to prepare to die. Well, it might have something to do with the intro to the show where Sailor Moon says she writes a letter to the Dark Kingdom asking if she can join them. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's great. (laughs) It was pretty funny. Anyway, yes, you're right. I will say... um, there's I have been watching this on DVD with the new, the Viz Media dub. I, I know that it was a little shaky to get started with. At this point, I love the Sailor Moon voice on the new dub so much. I am in love with her voice. She does a really good, like, like she gets really um, squeaky, but also, like, whiny, and it's just so terrible. I love it. Yeah, and that that intro of her, like, Writing the letter to the Negaverse, to the Dark Kingdom, is really great. She is on fire in this episode. So, wow. Okay, I st- uh, I guess I should try it again sometime. I, I do, it's just like again, being so attuned to to Terry Hawks and the original folks, it makes me not want to hear anybody else talk like that in English in 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 these roles. Yeah, the the hard one to get past is Luna, not because. The, the new dub for Luna is bad, but again, because Luna's so distinctive on that original dub. Although, now that you've watched Steven Universe, would Pearl not be the best Luna? Oh, right. I forgot you said that Pearl was, was Luna. Um, yeah, no, that actually No, she, she's not. She's not. Oh, she's not. But she would, like, I, I feel like Luna gets <laughs> oh, okay. more like Pearl over the course of the series. I feel like the oh, okay. voice of Pearl, who I think is uh, Dee Dee Magno, that might be Amethyst, actually, is really great. Like, would be a really great Luna. Anyway, so, scouts are trying to kill Sailor Moon. What's going on? Yeah, they say they want her to die and everything. Which uh, I always get always get thrown whenever they use die in, like, a lot of, like, I don't know, cartoons. A lot of times they'll be, like, destroy or eliminate. And anytime I actually hear die, I'm like, oh, we're getting serious. Mercury says, goodbye, stupid girl. I wrote that down in my notes. Me too. That's so harsh. <laughs> That's Amy. That's so mean. That's the worst insult Amy can give. Stupid. Yes. I I actually wrote down, Amy calls Usagi stupid girl. And then I drew a little frowny face in my notes. It's it. You know what? They're they're They wanted to. And again, I mean, mild spoiler. They're just practicing. Like what? (laughs) They're just running around saying the meanest things they can say. I guess it's not really practicing. It's not because somebody's spying on them, but. It's all part of a plan right. to make the they've come up with a plan, as we're going to find out over the course of the episode, to make the Dark Kingdom think Sailor Moon is being kicked out of the scouts and wants to defect because they're actually being watched by the monster. But they can't uh, know that like they their plan has to literally be let's just run around and be mean to Usagi and hope somebody sees us. Yeah, but look, they know someone's watching because someone's always putting up flyers advertising Moon Princess contests. But that's exactly the opposite. There's somebody's not watching. They they put out flyers so that they bring the scouts to them. Well, the scouts are trying to bring it to them. I, I was cool with it. <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm just nitpicking, but, you know, that's this is uh, look, I am not going to fault our dear, sweet sailor scouts for. The first time coming up with a proactive plan to deal with the Negaverse. Oh, God. You Besides, used... They go out of their way to say that, like, it's Sailor Moon doing it. 
She had a plan. That's fucking serious. Yeah. You used the word proactive, which is my least favorite thing to say about superheroes ever. <laughs> but that's Look, fine. I get why. That's a discussion <laughs> for another time. That's for a different different podcast. Um, okay. So they're, they're all surrounding Usagi. They're all going to, you know, quote unquote, kill her. Mars goes, yeah, for example, I will shoot fire at you. <laughs> she accidentally shoots fire uh, basically under all the scouts and all the, un- all the scouts get hot foot and have to jump around going. And in the deke dub, uh, I think it's, it's Jupiter who says, you, you're melting my boots, which is horrifying, <laughs> uh, but also implies that they're like, that their outfits can be just like they are capable of melting. I mean, I guess, I guess we've seen in the past. I mean, look, this is the dumbest thing in the world. I'm trying to figure out how their outfits work. Like I thought their clothes were made of magic. Yeah. Oh, no, I was going to say they get singed and stuff. And like, they like try to show whenever they get roughed up. So maybe like, I don't know, magically appearing clothes. Well, in horrible future, uh, <laughs> Whatever the name of that episode was, we, we ours was called Horrible Future. We saw that Rio had his vision of Amy being, you know, her clothes exploding off of her. Uh, <laughs> I forgot about he that. He was very upset about. True. So I so they can't get damaged. I just find it weird that like if you threw fire at the Sailor Scouts and their shoes melted and they had to take their boots off. The next time they transformed, would they have boots? That no. is the question I, I mean, yes. wanted to answer. Yes, I think they have automatically magically repairing costumes. I think it, once they turn back to normal and then they resummon it, it would be it would be whole again. Otherwise, again, otherwise, do you think that the Sailor Scouts are constantly getting their 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 costumes like cleaned? Are they having to take them to the cleaners? I mean, like I feel like being like uh, I guess that's a good point. I think they just okay. auto they magically repair and clean uh, instantly. There's a lot of magic going on. A lot of magic going on in the Sailor Moon. Uh, in the Dark Kingdom, this uh, okay. Queen Barrel is this episode. I just want to. I just want to start by saying, listen, this is this episode is kind of charming, especially the deep dub uh, for much of the episode. A lot of what happens in this episode is dumb. I know you're saying you love it. I'm just going to tell you, I'm going to be talking about some dumb shit. No, I mean, look, why are you surprised that I love the one that is super dumb? <laughs> Okay. Think about the episodes that I like. Think about what my favorite cat butt episode Aaron, is. The a... best episode. <laughs> yes, I agree. Yes, the episode where with all the cats' buttholes is my favorite. Aaron, do you have a favorite episode of Sailor Moon? Oh my god, that's such a terrible question. Oh my gosh, I know it's I, like I, it's like they are your precious children. They are my children. Um, probably a lot of the ones from S. I really like that whole season. Sure, sure. But R has a lot of nostalgia. Very like. There's probably a few episodes of R that I can watch and tell you every single word in. So, <laughs> so we get to the the Dark Kingdom and Queen Beryl's crystal ball is on the fritz because uh, there's been weird energy for the last couple of days. And appara- I feel like she has not properly been swirling the energy. <laughs> You'd think you got to keep that energy swirling, or else it's going to backfire on you. But they they instead think no. I think the reason that energy in general is misbehaving is because the silver crystal is upset <laughs> because the sailor scouts are fighting and that's giving off like weird energy or do we all support is, this idea <laughs> like this wonderful idea I, this this vague idea yeah <laughs> well look let's let's think about the kinds of energy we've seen on the show before please we've seen bon bon. uh tennis energy mm. that's a big one big one is tennis energy we've seen molly energy <laughs> 
love energy which is boundless uh so yeah i guess i guess sailor scouts fighting each other energy is uh is gonna be a pretty big deal so now this is where uh kunzite turns around and addresses our monster of the week oniwa bandana bonbon or bonbon <laughs> that's her uh, catchphrase who is i love bonbon <laughs> i love her she's awesome I love her design. I love that she is basically just a sexy ninja. But here's the thing about her again, <laughs> in keeping with the super weirdness of this episode, we bring her up as check out this cool ninja monster that we have in the Dark Kingdom. No, that is not the case. Check out this reporter that I've corrupted and turned into a super ninja. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> Which is awesome. Is that like the is that like the evil correlation like if the evil version of you is a ninja, that's I like that. That's cool. He basically went and found Lois Lane and like turned her into an evil ninja. Oh, uh, okay. Look, Nana, who is which is her civilian name, is nowhere near the reporter that Lois Lane is. Uh, I don't on. know, Chris. She's written all the stories. <laughs> and her eye glows like cables. <laughs> which is pretty great. Aaron, you are again an artist by trade. Do you have any thoughts on uh, on her design? Because I, again, I think it's great. She's she's definitely, I like her a lot. I like the ones that tend to at least look mostly human. I don't know. The ones where it's like got like the crazy like, I think it's like the, for the hair or for the hairstylist where they've got like buzzer clip arms or something. I don't sure. know. They've got some weird ones. This one I like a lot. So uh, Bon Bon shows up. And throws two developing Polaroids <laughs> as though they are shuriken. And Queen Beryl um, is so cool about it. Yes. Queen Beryl's <laughs> awesome in this episode. <laughs> because Queen Beryl has a, you know, again, like you said, it's just a picture, but it's thrown directly at her face. And she just kind of sits there like, yeah. And it stops right in front of her and she reaches up and casually plucks it out of the air. Awesome. Yeah. And the great thing about that is that Kunzai, like, just catches it in midair, which is really cool. But, like... What's cooler than that? Just sitting there and stopping it with your force of will. <laughs> and casually picking it out of the air. So yeah, the pictures, by the way, are great. Because they're pictures of the scouts fighting Sailor Moon. And Usagi's eyes are just bugging out. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're really fantastic pictures. They, I, I hope those end up in the Daily Surprise. <laughs> right. The plan here. The, the Dark Kingdom buys it. The Dark Kingdom is like, yeah. Uh, well. Obviously... She does suspect it's a trap, but they're like, let's look into it some more. Yes. The seed is planted. Now, where's Endymion at this point? Oh, he's refreshing. By which I mean, okay. last time we saw him, didn't they? They cured him. Right. And so they're they, like they, re They moon healed him. him. Yeah. They're re-microwaving him to, to get him brainwashed again. Endymion doesn't appear in this episode. No. They talk not, about him. Not but around for this one. Right. So, okay. Now we get into the... Um, Moon Kingdom. Basically, everybody's enacting plots, and they're all stupid. <laughs> oh, they're so great. They're so, so great. So, so uh, where does where does uh, Bon Bon? Where does uh, Oniwa bon, Bandana go? Where else would you go but to jewelry store Osipi and attack the person that always gets attacked by the Dark Kingdom? Except, this is, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. This is number fifteen. It Ex- has to be. Except what. Oh, okay, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. No, I was just gonna say late, later in the episode when when they when they meet her when she's the reporter, she's like, "You're always getting saved by Sailor Moon." Like everyone knows it. Yep. 
poor, poor Molly Naru. But but here's oh, the thing. Except it's so great. It, they don't. It, she's not doing a monster attack. She's literally just looting the place. She's stealing jewelry, which is not a monster thing. And yet, adding to the stupid of it, <laughs> who shows up? But Sailor Moon, who does not well, this- stop robberies. <laughs> she that is not what she does. <laughs> This goes back to the question of, is is Sailor Moon a crime fighter? No, never, never before. <laughs> Fake Sailor Moon was a crime fighter. Real Sailor Moon is never a crime fighter. This time she is for no reason. And they still know she's but, a monster and they're just like, oh, monster. But there's monster crime. It's monster <laughs> crime. Does not make sense. O- o- Oniwa Bandana uh, throws a zillion... Uh, little knives at Molly and her mother and pins them to the wall uh, in her in their oh. pajamas, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Also worth noting, Molly is in her pajamas because mm-hmm. she only has one set. These oh. are the pajamas that we only see Molly in. But they're fixed. Yes, they are fixed. Yeah, that's right. They got all torn up. Exactly. Wow. Because these are the pajamas that she tore up to bandage uh, Nephrite. Right. She just really so liked them and said, I need another so pair. She, so so she decided, like, well, I better go get an identical set of pajamas to the ones that I used to bandage my uh, super too old boyfriend yeah. before he died in front of me and just sleep in those every night. So uh, I also like that, that Molly's mom, uh, Mrs. Osaka, is uh, dressed as Ebenezer Scrooge, basically. Yeah. <laughs> She's wearing a Victorian nightdress. <laughs> But but here's the real sad part about this scene is that you're talking about Molly getting victimized by the the bad guys again. She's getting used all around. This entire thing is a sham. Everyone involved in this is full of shit except for Molly and her mother who are innocent victims getting pinned to a wall. The monster is robbing them as a ruse and Sailor Moon is coming after the monster as a ruse. This is all bullshit. Do you think Molly is going to go get another set of these pajamas because <laughs> the ones she's wearing holes now have holes in sure. the walls that have, where she's been stuck to the wall with knives? Absolutely. I'm pretending she like has a closet of them like every cartoon character. They just have like she already had like 10 of these sets. Well, the thing about Sailor Moon is that the they do have outfits that change. And we're actually going to see one of the more interesting changes to outfits later on in the show. But yeah, they do have like I feel like when it comes to pajamas, they they just have their stock outfits. Because I feel like Sagi's are the same every time we see them, too. Pink with bunnies and moons, right? Yeah. Now, no, those like, are bed sheets. Her, her, her pajamas are just pink. Oh, are they? Yeah, the, the bed sheets have the bunnies and the moons, and the pajamas are just pink. So, uh, I would like to buy those bed sheets if anybody, if anybody <laughs> has a I think a you can actually get them. Like People have recreated the patterns on like Society6 and stuff. Well, look, look. I don't you know what authentic. you. I don't know what you guys put on your beds. I only minimum thread count is, is six hundred to get on my bed. Wow, <laughs> it is. It's a third of your life. That's it's eight hours a day. So here's another That's question awesome. about what's going on in this. Scene. Twelve for me. How does Sailor Moon <laughs> know that this ninja is a monster? I mean, because <laughs> she's been doing this for forty two weeks. So anyone who's suspicious is automatically a monster. She doesn't look like a yeah. monster. I feel like, I feel like, I feel like there's, there's a difference between suspicious and, like, monsterish how she looks. <laughs> well, I mean, She's no, that's, stealing that's jewelry. Just, 
I'm pretty upset that Aaron Gladstone judges people by their appearance. <laughs> Definitely. Monster racist, monster racist. No, I mean, when you see someone robbing a jewelry store, and also, don't even talk, Jordan, you're, you're the most monster racist of us all, <laughs> keeping track of how Ray's a quarter monster. She is. I, I feel like if, you're, if you live in the Juvon district and you see someone dressed as a ninja throwing a hundred knives, you're like, okay, I know what's up here. I know what's going on. <laughs> I guess this is also, a world with no ninjas then. Also keep in mind that they're at jewelry store OCP. <laughs> And the only people who ever go to jewelry stores are monsters. This has happened 14 times before. So Sailor Moon shows up and she goes, hey, I'm Sailor Moon and I'm here to, oh, I just got kicked in the butt by my friends. With with high heels. That's got to hurt. Sailor Mars literally sneaks up behind her while she's posing and kicks her in the butt onto the floor and starts yelling at her. And says, stop acting cool all by yourself. And they say this is the reason why I love Sailor Mars stuff like this. No, this is terrible. The only reason it's forgivable is because we know it's fake. Is it though? <laughs> kind like of. It's, I mean, it's not too far off from the the normal style. So, so uh, according according to the rest of the scouts, Amy heard about this crime first because she is wearing her computer goggles, <laughs> uh, which give her the names of rally rally race drivers and. Robocop lines, so obviously she's tapped into the crime grid. And, yeah, and they and they say that Sailor Moon was probably eavesdropping and heard about the crime and ran to show up first. And while the scouts are all yelling about everything, the monster just goes, uh, I'm just gonna sneak out. Except, what she really does is turn into her human self and again, here's more weirdness about this episode. She turns into her human self, who is a reporter and by reporter, they really mean photographer because really all she does is take pictures. Well, she also she also inter- interviews. Yeah, okay, I guess that's true. I just mean, in the, I guess I'm, what I meant was like typically you would, you're not going to do both. Although maybe in this digital age with websites you would, but back then you wouldn't have. She starts being a paparazzi and just taking a bunch of pictures of the scouts, which is also super weird. Like everything that happens yes, in this scene yes. is like super duper weird because the sailor scouts are not like, oh shit. No one's ever taken a picture of us before. Fuck, like, we fucked up. They're like, eh, paparazzi, that's so annoying. <laughs> Which is like, what? How often does this happen to you? Never. Yeah. Up to this point, the scouts have not been, like, I mean, people know about them, right? Obviously, they have, they have rescued people. Shingo is a big fan of Sailor Moon and the scouts. But, like, for half of their existence so far, they just rescued people who were comatose. Right. So... Yeah, no, again, Zoysite being made... on the cover of a newspaper, or on the front page of a newspaper, is, is a new thing. Zoysite Sailor Moon got more press than the regular scouts ever have in any episode that we've ever seen. Yeah, Nana, who is uh, Bun Bun's uh, civilian identity, who, by the way, uh, I wrote in in my notes, is 100% a Phoenix Wright character. <laughs> sure, ridiculous. She's pretty ridiculous. She's, uh, like, again, I love her outfit. She's a weird hippie with stars on her jeans uh, and a vest. I don't know if this is like, that's, that's what reporters look like. That's what photographers look like. She is like just immediately like photographing and interviewing the scouts as though they are celebrities. And it's, I, and I love it. Like, it's so weird, but I love it. Highly weird. Yeah, she, she, so she's like, what, is there any truth to the rumor that you guys are breaking up? And Sailor Moon tries to cover it. That's, that's the other thing that happens in this episode so much is 
It, Sailor Moon is constantly trying to lie and cackling like a maniac. <laughs> because every uh, time she tries to, to lie, she goes, <laughs> That's what you do when you lie, though. <laughs> That's true. I don't lie. That's why I don't do it. That's why I love her so much. <laughs> Nana says that she is a, a freelance writer for the weekly Dokiri magazine uh, in the deke dub that is the daily surprise which is a great name for a newspaper you should start it oh i should that that probably ranks as my second favorite name for a fictional newspaper uh behind cool trash magazine from jim and the holograms <laughs> cool, cool trash magazine is my favorite i would definitely read that magazine cool trash of course you would they they publish kimber's diary cool trash yeah but it's not a daily surprise I want a daily <laughs> surprise. That's awesome. I don't know. I don't think I like. I don't think I could handle a daily surprise. <laughs> That's true. That's true. It could be stressful. I have enough anxiety as it is. <laughs> She's interviewing them, as you said. Uh, Sailor Moon tries to play it off and does a lot of laughing. The, the, there's a great scene where she says, "Yeah, you know, we, we were just playing around, right?" And she looks at the other scouts, who all like in unison turn their noses up at her. It is so theatrical it's i love it i love it and ray says yeah it's because sailor moon keeps messing up <sighs> and so again all you're gonna find out all bullshit the whole scene was bullshit and then poor molly is like so so does anybody want to get me off this wall that i've been pinned to for 20 minutes uh and they finally do yes so look at this point does naru know does molly know yeah do you think yeah because it would be like it would be impossible for her to sit there watching this and not go, wow, she really acts like Usagi. In the deke dub, there was just one second, and it's very subtle, and because it's very, it's at the end, as the scene is transferring to the next scene, that Sailor Moon calls her Maul. And I was like, wait, don't, don't, you're blowing it. <laughs> don't do that, Serena. <laughs> oh, sorry, Maul. Uh, yeah, so I love, I love Naru. She's great. So the next day, Molly and Serena, or Naru and Usagi, are walking to school, or to school or from school. They're walking somewhere, talking about Sailor Moon. And uh, again, it's kind of doubly funny knowing that it's a fake plan because Serena, uh, Usagi is taking it super personally <laughs> that, that anybody is, is talking about Sailor Moon. It's like, this is your plan. <laughs> this was your idea. Yeah, she, doesn't, she doesn't want her friend to believe it. <laughs> now, uh,. Aaron, Jordan, do either of you know the significance of this scene? I take your silence as a no. I don't. This Please is, tell me. This is the only time in the series that we see the Juban Middle School winter uniforms. Oh, I was literally going to say, is it the jackets? Because they don't wear them anywhere else. Yes, it's the, these are the, the heavy peacoats are part of the winter school uniform. In I had no idea. And this is the only time we see them, which is is really interesting because I like that they are they have customized their winter uniforms with these scarves. You know, Molly mm -hmm. has the big green one uh, that doesn't match the bow in her hair. It's a different shade of green. She's all over the map with this. Yeah. But I do like that Molly has like tied hers into a nice big bow. Like she's very clearly making an effort. And you saw is just kind of wrapped around her neck. I had no idea. I did notice that they were wearing the same coat, but I didn't realize it was part of the school uniform. That's interesting. Yep, these are the these are the winter uniforms, and it's uh, now I I actually read this on a uh, a Sailor Moon fashion uh, blog, which is 
I love all the different aspects of Sailor Moon that have like tumblers devoted for them because there's a fashion tumbler. Uh, there's one that's uh, just okay. There's several fashion tumblers. There's definitely one because I've been looking at it because I'm working on drawing a bunch of the scouts in their civilian clothes. So I've spent about two hours on that one civilian website just looking through all of their different like outfits and. I, I'm having a great time. Is that one uh, uh, Sailor Civilian? Yes. Yeah, that's the one. That is, that's the one where I read this about the the winter uniforms. I follow and that there's one also, too. There's one that's that's just the backgrounds, which is really great because the the background paintings on the show are amazing. It's true. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of like I, I love that there's so much there that people are kind of you know going deep into on Sailor Moon because we because as you might guess we love it when people go really deep into Sailor Moon. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So uh, they're talking about Sailor Moon, and uh, Isagi's getting all I defensive. That, I love that Isagi goes, but Sailor Moon is cute and sweet. <laughs> she wouldn't fight. <laughs> and, uh, and of course, then the, uh, the reporter bursts in and goes, oh, you're talking about Sailor Moon. Let's, uh, let's hear what you have to say about Sailor Moon then. Uh, and uh, I love that Isagi just totally throws Naru under the bus in order to escape. <laughs> Yusaki's just like, she's the one that got robbed. And she's like, oh, yeah, let's talk to you about it. Yeah, just like totally pawns Molly off. <laughs> Although, honestly, if this reporter is at all worth her salt, she's following Molly anyway. I certainly hope so. And again, like you said, she says, I understand Sailor Moon has saved you many times, which no kidding. I like that apparently it's common enough knowledge where just anybody outside is like, oh, yes, I've seen this many times. Yeah, like, again, yeah, why would so many people know? If you actually go through every episode, I'm sure if you actually looked and said, how many of these would be commonly known? The answer would be pretty low, I would think. Yeah, well, you know, we talked about this when they did the uh, amusement park episode. Yeah. That had to be news. (laughs) People go missing for like a week or two and then wake up in a yeah, castle of ash. There's yeah. Hundreds of people who woke <laughs> up, you know, a week later, like went to Tokyo Disney and woke up a week later in a pile of bodies. Like, okay. Some of the stuff, like, you can just kind of write off, like, hey, what happened to that pet store? You know, right. Like, right. What, what happened to those Tamagotchis? Oh, that radio show stopped happening. Yeah. But like, the buses that were flying into the air and going into another dimension, that shit had to be news. Nobody saw it. Except for... No, no. They were just... Yeah. <laughs> I'm also going to change my favorite episode to the to the theme park one. I forgot about that. <laughs> I love that episode. It's oh, so creepy. Great. It's wow. so... Like, I love... Also, like, just, like, the animation for certain parts of it. Like, when the, the monster of the week, like, puts her head back in her body and it comes in, the hair swivels out. That's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I, like, vividly remember that and have, like, rewound that scene just to watch it. And uh, uh, Sailor Moon and Sailor Mars riding on broomsticks. Yes. Yeah. That's <laughs> pretty best. great. The best. So, 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 again, the reporter's still trying to nose around. Are there, are there, do you, Molly, do you know anything about the Sailor Scouts breaking up? No, I gotta go. Bye. Uh, they run away. And uh, then what happens? <laughs> Back in the woods, there's another chase scene going on. Oh, right. Uh, Okay, good, good, good. The scouts are, first of all, okay. (laughs) I realize that the plan requires a certain bit of authenticity. This part of the plan is let's try to beat the shit out of Yusagi. Yes. (laughs) Because Jupiter, you know, Jupiter throws a kick. Okay, maybe, maybe uh, Makoto pulled the kick a little bit. Miriko has picked up a tree branch and started swinging it around. And then, in what is the 
absolute best moment of the show. Uh, okay, let's hear it. Maybe the best moment of all 43 episodes so far. <laughs> Amy tries to hit Usagi with a math book while asking her math problems. Wait, so now that, oh, yeah. that was my question. Did she actually try to hit her or was she just quizzing her? <laughs> I think she's doing both. She she hits her with, she swings a book at her while shouting, what's the square root of two? What is the square root of two? Uh, I don't know. I, I'm a college dropout, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was on the math team in high school, but I would just draw the that little team? squiggly thing and then put a two under it. Like, I don't know the answer. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah. I definitely took calculus in high school, but then immediately went to art school. So they all canceled out. Well, if you, if you. Google what's the square root, it auto-completes to what's the square root of 2. What's the answer? So, uh, Good to know. It's 1.414213562237. So how can we expect... How can we yeah, expect... That's uh, not fair. Sailor Moon to know about that. Well, I mean, Amy knows it. It must be in the book. And then, in, in, in repeating her favorite move of all time, Mars just kicks her in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think... I think she's getting a little too much enjoyment out of. Ouch, Mars uh, kicked me for real. <laughs> and this is another one where uh, Usagi is on the ground with her ass in the air and all the scouts are kind of staring up her skirt. Uh, although it should be noted, Makoto not interested this time. Oh, see, there you go. Although, although in moon animate makeup, when the scene happens, uh, Makoto has a big grin <laughs> or Lita has a big grin. So people out there know what's up. People out there know. They, this is where they break character. And they reveal, this is all part of a plan. This was your idea, Usagi. So I should be allowed to kick you in the butt as much as I want. And then, and then Usagi says, what is my favorite line in the episode? Which is, my butt hurts when you kick it so hard. <laughs> True. In the, in the subtitles, uh, she says, there was hate in that kick. <laughs> Which is my favorite. Just like how pouty she looks. Oh, oh it's delightful. so great. There was hate in that kick. <laughs> so, so yeah. So, so, so then Mars starts yelling at her, going, "Yeah, but if you're not, if we don't, if we're not convincing when we kick you in the butt, then they won't invite you to the Dark Kingdom." Uh, again, let's just talk about this plan. <laughs> like they're actually trying to say Sailor Moon has turned so hard on the Sailor Scouts that she's turned evil. Like, we're going to invite her back to the Dark Kingdom? Oh, cool. You hate the Sailor Scouts? We hate the Sailor Scouts. You used to be one of them, but now you're cool. Come with us. Hang out. Yeah, makes sense. Okay. <laughs> look, look. You, Jordan. This is you, a Usagi plan, You for work sure. on X-Men books. <laughs> you know how this works. Uh, well, yes. In, X- in X-Men books, people do change sides all the time. But they're more questionable to begin with. They're, not, they're no Usagis. They're no clearly good people <laughs> like Usagis. So this was her plan, and everybody's like, it was your idea. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then they all change back into their regular clothes, and they just hang out and start talking about it. And they're like, yeah, this reporter thing is messed up. And then that's when they bring out a copy of the Daily Surprise and show that that picture of them yelling uh, at each other got published. And uh, Usagi's upset because she is making a funny face in it. Yes, because uh, her mouth is open. <laughs> and in, in the, uh, the American, the 90... The 90s dub this thing like oh geez do you ever close your mouth usagi and it's like oh d- like talk about kicking her when she's down which they were literally doing yes <laughs> literally and figuratively uh which makes usagi so mad that she catches on fire 
<laughs> or in the dub, they say, or in, the, in the sub, I mean, they say, that's how you always look. <laughs> yep. There is so much great animation in this episode. It's, it's great. Uh, this is also where we find out that Nana has written every uh, political, economic, and entertainment story there is. Yes, yes. That's Which why I'm calling very her impressive. Lois Lane. And Jimmy She's Olsen. She's a popular freelance reporter that came out of nowhere. <laughs> the exact line I just, just caught. We'll watch it. Listen, freezing it. Oh, gosh. So she was, like, she's not a monster, though, right? Like, she is a, a person who was turned into a monster. Like, yeah. the, like Misha and uh, Janeline. Yeah, they refresh, like, they refresh her back to a normal person. And as far as we can tell, she, she just, the monsterness goes away. So was she already that driven a reporter and Kunzite was just like, eh, you'll, you'll do, you'll work. Or did like, did the, did the negaverse get its hooks into her and drive her career to new heights? Good question. Oh my gosh. Cause she did come out of nowhere. So that I don't know which implies. one I like better. Yeah. Well, I mean, when she, you know, spoiler warning, but when she gets refreshed, that's right. The good guys win in this episode. <gasps> what? She does like immediately just start asking questions. Like she, she goes right into it. So I guess you could make the case that she is uh, certainly driven, although she might not have been as accomplished before the Negaverse got to her. So are you recommending that to achieve all of our career goals, we get captured by the Negaverse? Yes. I think evil rocks are the key to success. Oh. Good. Quick fashion update. No new outfits in this scene. These are all civilian outfits that we have seen before. Except I think maybe Amy's. Yeah, Uh, that might be. But I feel like Amy's, like, she's got the sweater over her shoulders that I think she usually wears with this outfit. So we've definitely seen that mustard skirt before. They're, they're talking about keeping this plan going. And um, Usagi accuses Ray of liking it too much. And that she's like, yeah, you, 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 you really do want to beat me up and take over as leader. Which Ray denies. But I don't know if I believe her. Yeah, I mean, look, Ray wants to be leader. Ray Ray wants it to be the Mars stick. Ray is not only does she like what she thinks that she'd be best at it, she's deserving of it. Yeah, the scenes of them sticking their tongues out are, as always, amazing. Love yes. the, the 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 Ray and Yusaki uh, just stick their tongues out at each other. They have enormous giant tongues that take up half of their heads, and they're hilarious. And we get a uh, a quintuple sweat drop. From the other three scouts and two cats. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, man, I know. I just, I, I love, I, I, I love the droopy cats. I just, I love them. Because then the next scene is the same thing. You, you get. You just like it when people wear cats as fashion it's accessories. The, because I can't do it with my cats. My cats would immediately <laughs> murder me if I put them, if I pick them up and put them on my shoulder. They'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? And they'd jump down. But the oh, idea. Your, your cats swear a lot more than Luna and Artemis. It's true. <laughs> the idea that, in, like in the next scene, Yusagi's just walking to the reporter's place with Luna draped over her shoulder. And it's not just as Luna draped, because it's not just like Luna's on her shoulder. Luna is like acting like she's. <laughs> Like, got no muscles. She's just, like, totally limp. Like, like the, her arms just completely limp and her head down. It's the best. Now, Usagi gets to, uh, I guess, Nana's house, maybe office. Apartment, I, apartment. I think it's her house. No, apartment. It's apartment. her apartment. Uh, and she says, hey, Sailor Moon told me to give you this. And she hands over a letter that we know is 
from Sailor Moon because it's got a picture of Sailor Moon and it is sealed with a sticker of Luna. It's and Sailor Moon stationery, yes, like yes. envelope and inside. And the paper is Sailor Moon stationery, and I want it so bad. Look, look at, I'm sorry, but look at the picture of Luna. When, when Sailor Moon and Luna are consternated while she's reading the letter, it is the best picture of Luna. She's got a big sweat drop, and she just looks so like, mm-hmm, this is dumb. It's so great. It's I love, I want to know where Usagi got Sailor Moon stationery. She made it. <laughs> No, 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 no. I think she got it because it's the same way like she had all the Sailor V swag and all the mm. Sailor V video games. I think they really are popular like celebrities. We just don't see it. Well, it's the thing is, we know that there's Sailor V merchandise because there was a Sailor V movie. And we know that the Sailor V movie poster had Mercury and Mars on it. And we know that there has been a vending machine with like not only plush dolls of Sailor Mercury, Sailor Mars and Tuxedo Mask, but also Queen Barrel. <laughs> So <laughs> wait, but again, we decided that was Jedi's fake. That was Jedi's plan that he never got around to enacting. Uh, these people are really into plush dolls these days. They spend so much energy. Uh, the the thing about the stationery is it's it's manga Sailor Moon. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, it's Naoko Takeuchi yeah, you Sailor specifically Moon. Because you've got because Luna has the really um, the really manga eyes. Yeah, and, and she's got the the clips in her hair, the big wing clips on in her bangs. Mm, so it's not like it's not even. Oh yeah, it's, it's not even. Like but she doesn't look regular as, Sailor Moon. She doesn't look as thin as the manga makes her look. No, but it's it's definitely Takeuchi uh, Takeuchi style. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I do. I do think it's hilarious that Luna's on it because again, like that's part of the, <laughs> the secret identity. That's yes, Usagi's cat. And, and she, Usagi has Luna with her, right. with a crescent moon on her forehead, right, right now. <laughs> That's why she looks so consternated because she's like, oh, this is really dumb. Yeah, this, like, listen, this is a real bad idea. <laughs> in the, uh, the new dub, there's a line in here where Nana asks, hey, why did Sailor Moon give you this letter? In the, the subtitles, her response is, people always tell me that I look trustworthy. In, in the new dub, it's, uh, she says, uh, yeah, people always tell me I have a good face for delivering mail. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a way better line because it makes no sense. Yes, it's a very <laughs> Usagi thing to say. Oh, uh, God. I love it. I love it a bunch. The point love... of the note is that Sailor Moon wants to defect, and that is our act break. And I know I can't stop talking about Luna, but I love her. Sa- Sailor Moon starts cackling, and Luna's entire body gets sweaty with sweat drops. <laughs> so great. There's so much... I've, I've taken so many screenshots during this episode because it's it's the animation, like the reactions, everything is so wonderful mm-hmm. in this episode. It's one of the reasons I love it so much. And one of the reasons that I think it works so well as the source for moon animate makeup. But we'll talk about that when we get to the end. So back in the Dark Kingdom, Bonbon teleports the letter to Kunzite, who's like, oh, yes, I see. Uh, again, he is floating. For no reason. Oh, he can. He's a cool evil dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I totally wrote a note in my notes. The next note I have in my note is, that's not happening, and I have no idea what it's in reference to. <laughs> <laughs> so we, cut, to we cut to 11 p.m., the witching hour. Uh, it's close enough. Outside some very large clock, which again has the ten bomb sign on it. The, uh, the Juban sign. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Bonbon uh, bon raises up from the ground and uh, turns into Nana, and they have a little conversation about whether or not Usagi wants to leave the Sailor Guardians. And then uh, Kinsight shows up. He's like, hey, why don't you just, uh, why don't you just give me the Moonstick? <laughs> and, uh, and I'm sure that'll work out. It's, he does not give her an enticing offer, is what I'm saying. Yeah, no. No. Again, this episode, just full of dumb plans that don't make a heck of a lot of sense. Did you say episode or series? Oh, <laughs> series. <laughs> like, as dumb as the... Whoever's the most graceful skier <laughs> must surely be the moon princess. Okay, yeah, that was pretty... I guess, so maybe it's just Kunzite is an idiot. Yeah, that's probably the case. Kunzite's yeah, the, been... other, the other generals were really intelligent. <laughs> Kunzite has been coasting on Zoicide's hard work who, okay. all this time. Who, who was the most competent? Oh, it was Neflite. Neflite was by far the most Nef- competent. Yeah, entirely. Yeah, well, yeah, he figured it out, and he was ready to tell them exactly who Sailor Moon was, but they were so pissed off. They were like, no, we're going to kill you right away. No, that was Jedi. Jedi. That was Jedi, yeah. It was Jedi? Yeah. Yeah. He found Jedi's out who the they were. Yeah, Jedi, okay. Jedi found out who they were in the really stupid episode where they go, let's meet him at the airport. Should we get on this tram with well, no people it on it? <laughs> yes, let's do it. Oh, crap. We're stuck. I guess Just we'll transform. We're right there to actually transform. Yeah, so dumb. Jedi had a bunch of terrible plans, but Jedi also just like like got to the point where he was like, hey, fuck it. Hey, I'm gonna set the city on fire <laughs> unless you guys, uh, <laughs> unless you guys just come to the airport. Okay. But then Neflite, but Neflite again created the black, the dark crystal, which is pretty effective. Yes. He 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 did a good job at that movement of the stars, knowing everything thing. I don't know. I feel like he was the one who who had it together. And he also, I remember he beat the shit out of some monsters that one time. Oh yeah, he did. That was that was pretty awesome. <laughs> Nephrite probably the most competent just by virtue of creating the the dark crystal which is yeah. still in use as as of this episode yeah like, that's what made bun bun 10 15 episodes later sailor moon says that she uh did not sign up to work with negasleys <laughs> like <laughs> like good sight they, they they negotiate a little deal where they're like all right here's the deal she's like i want a free tuxedo mask they're like well we want the crystal and so they start negotiating, they start like bickering over like what order things are going to happen in. Like, I'll give you the crystal after I see Tuxedo Mask. Well, no, we'd rather you, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And then guess fucking what? <laughs> the scouts just blow it. No, they don't. They uh, don't blow it. Oh, uh, they do. Well, I mean, look. Well, they, they do, but yeah, but the other option was Sailor Moon chokes to death. No. That's not when they blow it. You're talking about when Bon Bon notices them in the bushes. Yeah. They're in the bushes going, oh, shit, this is going to go down. And she's like, what? I just heard somebody talking about shit's going down. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I wish that was the actual line. (laughs) (laughs) And then then she says to to, to Kunzai, Kunzai, there's somebody there. And he's like, yeah, it's a trap. And that, so at this point, this is why this episode, this is where this episode falls apart for me, <laughs> even though I've already said everything about it is dumb. I'm, at this point, I'm actually still really digging it, especially the, the, the Deke dub, because it had some really fun lines. But at this point, it gets super weird, because then it, as soon as we know the bad guys know it's a trap, then the, whole, the rest of it is just strange. With them, I don't, with the back I and forth of so. who's going to, are we going to save her? No, yes, no, yes, no. no. Because, like, look. 
at this point, okay, what happens is that uh, Kunzite creates a a wormhole to the Dark Kingdom, which is not. It's just a pit of endless darkness. Well, we don't know. Maybe he's totally oh, I'm true. I'm pretty sure. Because he knows it's a trap. No, so but he is but he's he wants... playing along, but he but it's a thing that is dangerous to her, I think. And he's Probably. like gonna see if she's like knowing that it's a trap, he's gonna set a counter trap and see if she is committed enough to her ruse to just walk into certain death. Yeah. That's what I think is going on. You're probably right. even if it is a portal to the Dark Kingdom, what's in the Dark Kingdom is a fucking hundred monsters and queen barrel. Right. Right. You're right. So so he does do that. And she's like, I'm not going to go in there. It's very scary. <laughs> and he goes, oh, all right, then I will strangle you to death. Well, I like that he's like, oh, are you too scared to go in there? And she goes, you're just like Sailor Mars. <laughs> and then Mars gets all offended. It's like the, the worst, like, yeah, that's the biggest burn she has is you're just like Sailor Mars. <laughs> so B- Bandana starts uh, strangling her with her bandana. And then we get this is this this is and then this is the part. Now this is where it gets really different in the both versions. In the original Japanese version, you've got the Sailor Scouts going, "Oh shit, we got to save her." No, we can't save her. That's part of the plan. The plan was don't save her. Yeah, cuz she might she might hand over the moon crystal or the moon stick and the silver crystal. No, that's not why they're going to not save her, right? I don't. Yeah, no, 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 no. They're not going to save her because she, she's, she's convinced that she might be able to get into the portal to go see uh, Mamaru. Right. So that's why she is going to. Yeah, she's going to do this, but it's different in the first dub. They made it really weird. Yeah. Well, because, because, dub, because, well, because they think she's going to hand over the the moonstick. Also, Sailor Moon in the in the sub is go is thinking, don't fuck this up. Do not come out and save me. This is the plan. Mm-hmm. I'm getting choked to death. That is the plan. I don't know. Again, I don't know what she thinks is going to happen after she gets choked. But I guess they'll choke her enough and go, all right, enough choking. I guess you're serious. Listen, <laughs> this, this part makes more sense in the dub. Because it makes more sense if they're like, oh, they're going to kill her and take the moonstick. Either they're going to kill her and take the moonstick or she's going to hand it over because she's going to get choked to death. Yeah, but again, it doesn't, make, it doesn't make a ton of sense because then they should just jump out. But where I, and that's the thing in the in the Deke dub, Sailor Moon is literally going, Scouts, for real, I need your help, for real, I'm actually serious, no joke, not part of the plan, I need your help. And they're sitting there going, this is part of the plan, <laughs> we can't save her. And it's like, no, save her. And they're like, no, no, no. And they throw in some nonsense about, yeah, Mercury's scanning the thing with her computer, which she's not. Well, there, there's another big difference, too, which is that uh, Sailor Mars reveals, yes. that, you know, she's like, no, 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 we can't go out and save her yet. And everybody's like, are you seriously going to let Usagi die? And she goes, no, it, that's not what this is about. And she reveals that she has the moonstick. Right. Mm-hmm. In the original Japanese version, it, it's part of the plan right. that Usagi doesn't have the moonstick just in case something happens to her. In the dub, she goes, yeah, he's like, he left it in my room. I'm just hanging on to it. I just yeah. it, which is so weird. Totally weird. Totally weird. It absolutely should have been part of the plan. Usagi going, yeah, I'm not going to bring it, which means I'm a little more at risk, but I'm not at risk of giving it to the bad guys. The way that this makes sense is if Usagi still thinks that this is like that they're like going to show her 
tuxedo mask if she holds out, if she keeps holding out. And mm-hmm. so she, they have arranged it so that she can't hand over the moonstick, even if it gets bad. But I feel like this works better if, if we don't know that the bad guys know that the Sailor Scouts are there. Because, I mean, yeah. Because then, then it's them going, we're going to strangle you. If your friends come out and save you, we know this is bullshit. Um, well, but the, the fact that the we problem. know that they know the friends are there means it's already bullshit and they're just going to strangle her. There's, the problem is that there's three different ways things are going on. And it's, it's, the way, it's the way Sailor Moon thinks things are going, the way that the Negaverse thinks things are going, and the way that we see that it's actually going because we are privy to all of their private conversations. Right. So, and none of those line up. Nope. So, yeah. Now, okay, actually, I'm a little torn. If we didn't know, because that, that's the thing, if we didn't know that the, no, it's bad either way. Because we know the, the, the bad guys know, then the entire time that they're going back and forth between, should we help or not? The answer is yes, you should help. It's, it, the plan failed. It's over. Just save her. No, but what they think is that, like, okay, when they realize she's not going to give up the moonstick, even if she's, you know, even if they're going to choke her out, then they'll take her to see Tuxedo Mask and she can get Tuxedo Mask free. Right. That's but but we plan. know that that's not the case. So we know that that's not the case. So it's, it, there's no. <sighs> It's, but on the if you go the other way, <laughs> if you go the other way, we don't know that the bad guys know. Then the sailor scouts blow it by jumping out, right? What did they know, and when did they know? <laughs> that is our question. <laughs> uh, so finally, the scouts are like, "Fuck it, this is dumb," <laughs> and everybody jumps out and does the last uh, two seconds of their transformation sequence. It says their names. It says their names, and then you know, so he's like, "It took you long enough." <laughs> No, and no, she's like, I could have, what did you do? I could have done it. Doesn't she? I thought she's like, I could have handled this. Why did you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Listen, the I am interpreting yeah. the actions here. <laughs> oh. And Sailor then Kunzai goes, I, yeah, I, I knew this was a trick. Uh, this is not a surprise. I knew. And they all go, oh. <laughs> Sailor Mars shoots fire, and then we get a combo attack from uh, Sailor Jupiter and Sailor Venus. We get a, a, a laser and lightning, which is awesome. Laser light and show. And uh, it just goes, pink bubble, I'm out. <laughs> Farewell. He's a wuss. Then they have to fight Bonbon, uh, bon, and uh, they do. She splits into a gazillion of herself, and then Mars does the hot foot on her, which is fun. Uh, oh, I think, you're, I think you're forgetting what the true what the true ultimate attack in this situation is. Oh, God. Yeah, I didn't mention the dumb, pointless attack. You're right. Oh, what? How dare you? It feels hurtful because I know what you're referring to. <laughs> what, what's that? There are, there are, a, Bon Bon splits into a bunch. Yep. And they're all going to attack and they can't because Mercury Bubbles have obscured the <laughs> so battlefield. Dumb. Oh, God. Okay. Yes. Bubbles. Wow. Aaron, feelings on Mercury Bubbles? Oh, uh, you know what? I feel bad for Mercury because I. I feel like she probably wouldn't choose to have a... Well, I mean, I feel like she would choose a more passive attack, but she really gets the shaft in the first season because it's like it, it's like, it's like poison powder or like whatever in Pokemon. If you just have that, it's terrible. You have to use it in conjunction with other things. So, I, I don't know. I like the bubbles. I love the bubbles, but I'm excited for when she gets more effective attacks. Well, yeah. listen, eventually she's going to hit level 15 and learn Shine Aqua Illusion. It'll be great. It'll be great. One really amazing scene. Uh, bon Bon pulls out this giant sword and goes after uh, Usagi. 
and Isagi like Mars throws her the moonstick. Isagi catches it and uses it uses it to block the sword, and the sword shatters when it hits the moonstick, and that shit is raw. That's yeah. awesome. That's true. I also like that when it happens that Yusagi looks startled, like she thought she was going to die. Yes. And that was an acceptable thing. And she's like, oh my gosh, this worked. Very yes. true. Amazing. Uh, so, so then yeah, the hot uh, foot thing bon happens. Bon is, yes, Bon Bon is moon healed and uh, refreshed. And uh, does not go then, unconscious. One of the few people who doesn't go unconscious. No, just wakes up and starts asking questions. And the questions, because, because immediately. The, the scouts uh, start bickering again because <laughs> immediately that's when Sailor Moon starts going. And the best line, again, the other best line in the episode after the, the previous best line in the episode. Yusaki's like, why'd you come out? And she's like, because you started crying like a baby. When did I ever cry like a baby? Chris, when did she ever cry like a baby? Uh, 1116 p.m. and 26 seconds. <laughs> Mark it. Mark it on the whoa, calendar. Whoa. 28 seconds, Chris. Put it. Put it in the day planner. You were off by the two seconds. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't write that down <laughs> in my notes. So uh, we get, you know, there's rumor going around that you're breaking up. What's going, what's going on, guys? What's going on? What's the inside scoop on this? And uh, ha ha ha. The end. Uh, the end. What a great episode. <laughs> what an amazing episode. And I feel, I feel like we learned a lot. Yeah. Jordan, can you tell us what we learned? Do we have the, the Sailor Moon says? Sure do. Today we tried to trick Malachite by pretending we were fighting, but some of it was for real. Well, sometimes you just can't help yourself. Everybody loses their temper sometimes. But part of being good friends is being able to listen, even when you really don't agree. Right, and you don't always have to win a fight. Yeah, sometimes you can just agree to disagree, and you can still be friends. And don't forget, all friends know how to say, I'm sorry. Sailor Moon says... Amazingly, that is both decent advice and relevant to the episode. I know. I'm, I'm full-on shocked. Yeah. And she's uh, so sorry. Now, I, I do like how uh, Makoto just sh- or, or Lita just shows up and goes, and be friends. <laughs> like, hey, you guys gotta be friends. Strips me out. Aaron... What did you learn from this episode of Sailor Moon? What did I learn? Oh my gosh. I learned that Isagi and Rei will always fight, but I guess they love each other deep down. Yes. I guess. No, I love them together. I won't. Yeah. They're cute. Jordan, what did you learn? I learned that your butt hurts when it gets kicked really hard. I had no idea. <laughs> did you not know that before? No, I had never heard that. I'll help you test oh. that theory next time. No, I already, I already know. I'm good. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I already learned it. How about you? I learned that about the 15th time you're attacked by a monster in your home at night, you're over it. <laughs> you're, you're just done. Oh, man. And yes, that is the end of Usagi Abandoned, The Falling Out of the Sailor Guardians, a.k.a. Fractious Friends, a.k.a. Fractious Frames, the title of the Moon Animate makeup version. Oh, Get it? Because mm-hmm. it's frames of animation. Got it. And I, I really love this episode. There's so much great animation. There's so many great reactions. There's so much great interplay between the the senshi. Like I, I, I do love that there is a plan that kind of operates on the knowledge that Usagi doesn't really get along with everybody. <laughs> like it plays up to the idea that we've already seen, where the Dark Kingdom knows that. 
you know, Usagi's clumsy and Usagi's not, you know, <laughs> the Usagi's kind of a goofball. Like playing up on those ideas and sort of making that the focus, you know, well, what's the what's the logical step that we can take now that they know this? It's like, oh, well, then we'll use the fact that you guys are in real life frustrated with me to make them think you guys are so frustrated with me that I want to betray you. Like that's, that's a really solid idea for the show. And I think it, it plays out really well, even though there are like huge plot holes, like huge things in the plot that just do not make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. Aaron, uh, your thoughts on the episode? Uh, I love the episode and I don't care if there are plot holes because uh, I don't know. I'm entertained enough where I don't think about them right away where I'm just like, Oh no, this is so serious. So the show convinces me that the plot holes aren't real, which I don't know. It's probably not great about me, but uh, I love this episode. I I don't know why. I feel like the show hasn't been as good since Neflate died. <laughs> I mean, this episode was pretty good. It had some fun stuff in it. But what I do. What are I you f- talking about? Am I talking about Neflate? We- no, I meant Zoysite. I'm sorry. Since Zoysite oh, died. Okay, I was going to say, like, the entire Rainbow Crystal right, saga right, right. happens yeah, after yeah. Neflate That's where dies, I got confused. Which is great. That's where I got confused. I was thinking who died at the end of the Rainbow Crystal. That I, You're right. Yes. Zoysite died. And Zoysite was terrific. I mean, Kunzite is dumb. He's lame. <laughs> Kunzite is really dumb, but again, I do like the idea that the Zoocyte was putting in the work. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's really true. I, I'll buy that 100%. Well, thank God he's uh, almost gone, right? So yeah, I would, I would recommend this episode to anyone who's watching along, uh, anyone who, who's you know, looking for episodes to skip. I'd say definitely... Definitely watch this one, even though it is the last of the filler episodes. Sure. And uh, I would even say that if you if you listen to the show and you're one of the people who actually listens to the show but hasn't watched this episode, I would say this is one you could start with because I feel like it's got it's kind of got everything. Oh, I mean, let's get that's a little weird. It, you know I, what? Here's what I'll say: if you if you don't watch the show, watch the Moon Animate makeup. What was it? Is that what it was? Yes, Moon Animate Makeup. Watch that, because that's crazy and interesting. Yeah, but you're not going to... I don't think you're going to quite have the affection for that if you're not as familiar with the source material. Like, maybe not yeah. this particular episode, but you should watch You should watch Sailor Moon before you watch the Sailor Moon tribute. I guess. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, I would say I would think that you need to watch Sailor Moon before you listen to a podcast detailing every detail of Sailor Moon and going way too deep into it. But I'm wrong about that because lots of people love it. (laughs) Okay. So, uh, yeah, great episode. I really liked it. Definitely, definitely one of my my top faves, I, I think. But yeah, that brings us to the end of our show. Aaron, before we let you go, can you please tell everyone where they can find you and all of your stuff online? Please, all of my stuff. I guess the main landing point would be eglads at or .tumblr.com, but um, I'm pretty much eglads on everything else. So you could find me anywhere, on Twitter and Instagram, on all those places where you sell things like Redbubble and stuff. I'm everywhere. As we're recording this, you and former guest, a friend of the show, good friend of mine, Katie Donnelly, uh, you're doing a, a little bit of a, a fundraiser. To get some hard drives and laptops. Hard drives and laptops. Uh, specifically, it is hard drive to laptops, which Katie coined and was so excited about the title that w- there was no option to pick another one. <laughs> hard drive to laptops. Yes. Uh, and uh, I know that you have been doing 
uh, themed commissions. Uh, by the time this episode airs, you will have finished your week of Sailor Moon themed commissions, uh, which, uh, spoiler warning, since this won't be airing for another few weeks, I got one for my girlfriend for her birthday, which will be hanging in my office because that's how I do it. That's how I do, that's how I organize the presents. Uh, but like, what are your, your other theme weeks that you're doing? Uh, I know that we've got coming up next, we're going to do Pokemon. Um, oh. And then we're probably going to do, because we couldn't decide which, like, um, which we, want, we wanted to do like a couple of cartoons. So we just settled on current cool cartoons, which pretty much includes like Gravity Falls, Adventure Time, Steven Universe, anything in that gamut of like cool new cartoons. So that's going to be one big week, week, of, week of themes. So we do that one. And then I'll probably have another one at the end where I just do any of the themes people have missed. So, so if you want to get a Sailor Moon from Aaron, and you should, I have uh, I have a couple of amazing pieces of Aaron's art. Definitely get in touch with her. Follow her on Twitter. Find her on Tumblr. Jordan, yes, uh, we have someone else to talk about on on this show too. We do. Uh, so since the beginning of the show, I've been I've been doing the production of it myself, doing all the I I, I do the recording and then I edit it and put it up, but. As of the previous episode, uh, we enlisted some help to do that, to try to get the show going on a more regular basis. Uh, A gentleman whose name is J.J. Mason has stepped in to help us out on production on Sailor Moon. You can follow him on Twitter at J.J. underscore Mason. And he also works on a podcast called The Morphin Grid. Uh, Can you guess what it's about? I bet I can. I bet you can. One of my other passions. Uh, it's at, you can find it at morphingrid.tumblr.com. And uh, so, yeah, you can check that out as well. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Jake, uh, Jake Mason. And yeah, he'll be, he'll be helping us for the foreseeable future. So check him out and support him as well. Jake, and also, thank you so much yes. uh, for helping us keep the show coming out. You can then follow me on Twitter at crackshot with a zero for an O. And even though I'm not editing the show anymore, I still love it all the time. Uh, and you can find uh, links to everything I do at about.me slash Chris Sims. Uh, that has links to my Twitter, my Tumblr, where I post the uh, screenshots for each episode. And I, t- I took a ton of them this week. Plus, you can uh, find a link to my Comixology author page, where if you enjoy this show, you could buy X-Men 92 coming out from Marvel Comics that uh, I co-wrote with Chad Bowers. It's drawn by Scott Cublish with uh, coloring by Matt Miller and lettering by Travis Lenham. And uh, Jordan is the editor on that book. So definitely check that out if you're a fan of what we do here. And we will be back next week as shit gets real with Usagi's Awakening, a message from the distant past. Until then, keep your mind on sailor business. Sailor.